In this episode of Eusebius on Times Live, I'm delighted to be speaking to Herman Mashaba. Herman is no stranger to politics, in fact, former mayor of Johannesburg, and of course, is the leader of Action SA, and more importantly, for this conversation's purpose, the mayoral candidate for the metro that is our metro year in Johannesburg. You're listening to Eusebius on Times Live. That's this latest podcast on Times Live. And it's me, Eusebius McKaiser, exploring the major issues of the week. That means you're going to hear a lot of law, politics and ethics, how they intersect and how important these stories are in the life of all South Africans. When people saw their children must know these are sellouts. They put saliva on the paper. Mr. Julius Malema whispered and said, sing it, sing it. And then they shared that zone. No, I'm not going to apologize. Can I have my iPad, please? So they stole it. Herman, good morning to you. It's wonderful seeing you again on the Zoom podcast platform. But of course, uh, my listeners and readers are going to be hearing the audio version. I hope you are well. No, thank you very much, uh, Eusebius. Uh, obviously, we've missed you uh, in, the, in the media space. Obviously, we follow you on other platforms. It's really a pleasure. It's always been a pleasure for me having discussions with you, always uh, poking me. So, uh, please, I hope you do. You continue doing that as well. Thank you. Well, I've got a lovely home in Arena Holdings now. I'm in the arena. And uh, Times Live is where I live within the arena in particular. My first question to you is, and I really just have four or five, and we'll explore them over the course of the next 20 minutes. They're quite pointed, and then we can have a discussion about each one depending on what comes out of them. The first question is, you've done well in business. You live close to me here. I won't tell people exactly where. And um, you could live comfortably. You could continue in business and be someone that we look up to as an example of a black entrepreneur in particular. Why go back into politics that is so divisive? People either love you in buckets or they hate you as a politician, whoever you are, whether it's you, Helen Ziller, Tony, Lindiwe Mazibuko. But the post-politics life, like with, say, Musi Maimane, seems to be nicer. People are nicer to you when you're not in politics. So why go back? Very, very important, poignant question, uh, Eusebius. I think uh, let's be honest uh, with one another. People keep asking me every day that, Herman, do you enjoy this work? There's just no waves, Eusebius, you can enjoy this work. I mean, this is a brutal work. I mean, there's absolutely no chance. Uh, I, I don't, are you aware? I always tell people if you're aware, I think it's important to put it on record that since I became the mayor of Johannesburg up to now, I need sleeping tablets uh, to be able to sleep. I mean, whiskey doesn't help. <laughs> when I was in, <laughs> you know, but it's a very rewarding job. It's a very necessary job. Honestly, I don't, I don't take my privileged position lightly. I think if I look back at my life at the age of 22, when I took a conscious decision to go against the apartheid government to start business, and a few years later, before 10 and 25, started manufacturing business. Yeah, because I've always grown up, my grandfather taught me to take charge of my own personal life, not allow other people. But at the same time, uh, social justice is really something close to me. You know my, your, uh, yourself, um, 
I'm a, I'm a capitalist uh, crusade. I love the capitalist system. And why I like it is because I was born in abject poverty. And uh, yes, at the age of 22, I decided to liberate myself uh, through business. And uh, the privilege that South Africans uh, honored me with over the years. Uh, at this stage, I believe uh, it's payback time. Okay. And I, yeah. You know, and I believe if I don't pay back time, mm. if I can run away because my family left, have got the means, we can run somewhere else. But one thing for sure is that I will never run away from God and I don't, I'm not going to run away from my conscience. So I'm doing this job because I love this country. We've got to unseat the ANC. I was going to say, you are a business person who knows the importance of defining your goals and your value proposition quite precisely. As mayoral candidate of Johannesburg specifically, what is your value proposition for the residents of this metro? I think, you know, the first order of business, obviously, it's on Monday. I hope people of Johannesburg give us the mandate. So far, the indications are that uh, we'll get the mandate uh, to take over the city. Obviously, that's the first thing, because without that mandate, everything else will be uh, uh, academic. Once you get into office, uh, honestly, I would really want to go into council. This time, I'm, you see, I've got the experience. You remember how I went into council uh, last time as a mayor? Completely dark. It's like uh, when I went in, into to starting a manufacturing business with no idea, but obviously surrounded myself with the right people. Mm. This time around, I'm going to be brutal. First thing is that I've got to get rid of ANC Kedas uh, in senior position, management position, because um, these are the people that have failed us. They're in positions because of who they know instead of uh, the skills that they can bring to the party. But more importantly, they sabotage you. So I've got to get rid of them through skills audit. I'll do it legally. Do skills audit, uh, says Mr. McKaiser, you are holding this position. Let's see uh, uh, how you got this job. Let's see how you've, uh, you, 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 you have performed. Mm. Uh, Second one, we're going to do a lifestyle audit. Fortunate enough, I can tell you 95% of senior NC people, I'm going to find something where someone ends, whether 20 or 50,000 rents, but living in a 15 million rent house and driving 20 cars. I don't know how a human being can drive 20 cars. Those are things that I really want council to give us the permission through our group forensic unit to really investigate this. We have to immediately focus on our inner city rejuvenation because that's uh, honestly for me uh, uh, low hanging fruit that can immediately create uh, job opportunities uh, for thousands of our people through the construction. It's an opportunity to bring money into into the city, the, the city that one day when I'm 80, I can go and live uh, in, in that city. You know, I don't know how how, you, how much you know, I love jazz. I love when I travel internationally, go to jazz clubs with my wife. I want when I'm 80, buy an apartment in town and uh, every night uh, to go to a club at two in the morning, I can walk with my wife in the city that is safe that I, like I do in other parts of the world. Um, train our people to really be artisans, um, bricklayers, uh, uh, electricians, and, 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 and so forth. We need to really capacitate our law enforcement agencies. We need to bring back uh, the um, municipal courts because unfortunately, I, I don't have to tell you, our criminal justice system has almost collapsed. I don't know if it's still there. It is, I can't obviously, I think it would be fair to say it's completely, but almost, com almost com uh, uh, collapsed. So we need to immediately 
bring uh, the uh, okay. municipal court so that uh, when because Mrs. Mrs. Sibias, uh, we catch you on a Saturday night after coming from a club, you you've, you're over the limit. We don't give you to a corrupt subs uh, and and the next I mean few hours you are out. No, we want to really mm. be able to by laws be able to really deal with those Can issues. Can I ourselves. engage you right there as a list of desirable outcomes to achieve in government at local level, I think that you have put your finger on some of the most important issues. There are one or two more that we can add, but that's only because the sad reality is we're not short of challenges in our major cities because of poor service delivery since 94. But the last time you were there, you no doubt better than me understand with hindsight how you can be, as you have already alluded to with your reference to those who are unskilled but are seconded to local government because of patronage networks. From a practical point of view, you can't behave as if going into council is something you can do like an MBA student that's doing research into the theoretical strengths and weaknesses of government. In the real world, there's horse trading, there's psychology, You've got to make sure the PA that's been there for 50 years is on your side so you can get inside information about Trumpy and this one and that thief. Do you think that you are better prepared now to be able to face those realities of the machinations of local government? Because your top-line message, I think, will appeal to many of us who are, to use your language, of your posters, hutful. I think that's absolutely Mm -hmm. true. But you also know that in a massive corporate setup that there are complicated dynamics and at a municipal level we would be scaling that up even if we just start with the numbers of people that you have to keep tabs on speak to me about what you have learned in terms of political and emotional maturity um, and i don't mean that to be condescending in terms of how to deal with the complexities of so many different people that could be there to sabotage you absolutely i think uh, you know this time I'm actually going there with uh, three years of practical experience, complex one. You know, one of my biggest fears, Eusebius, uh, uh, when um, I was elected as a mayor, uh, was remember uh, 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 a week before the 22nd of August when I was elected, uh, EFF said that did not want me. And immediately, and Sidi Madia was the first um, journalist. The DA did not even have the decency to let me know that, because I wasn't part of the negotiations. I think, which is unfortunate today, they're creating this narrative that uh, I'm the one who entered these negotiations with the EFF. I had no knowledge. I knew through the media, through uh, Sidi Madia, and afterwards, Stephen Flotter says, Did you watch the EFF conference? And I was the happiest man. I said to Tidi Madi, I said, Tidi, please tell DA not to accept this. The reason why I joined politics is because I wanted there to unseat the ANC. Please, for me, being the mayor is the last job in the world I, I, I want. And but I was actually taken by surprise. And I'm still surprised even up to today that, uh, you know, a, a political environment, it actually depends on on the honesty and ethical approach uh, to matters. Because you can imagine I go into this arrangement, I said to myself, how am I going to pass budget? Because immediately upon taking over government, I immediately embarked on doing an exercise to look at our infrastructure backlog. Because during the time when I was campaigning, I realized our, our city's infrastructure was collapsing. 
And I, I had to have a sense uh, when I went in, say, the, the previous administration had no knowledge of what was happening. Their focus was on changing street names, buildings, and so forth. They had no grasp of, of, of the infrastructure the backlog. Right, immediately ran a studies, 170 billion rands of infrastructure backlog with only 8 billion rands uh, to address this. Mm. But what is interesting was the support that I received from the EFF and the Freedom Front Plus. Of all the political parties in, in our coalition, the two parties that, uh, that actually supported me on, 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 on my budget, on, on things that we have believed that are good for South Africa, that are good for the city of Johannesburg and so forth. And DA was unfortunately, for some reason, the most uh, difficult of all my, my partners. So that I think for me, it's given me a sense that if you negotiate, has always been my nature. If you negotiate with people in in good faith, that you must not be in this job to make friends. Okay. You are there to say, this is what you've got to do. I mean, let, let me give you an example mm. of, 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 of a practical situation that people can understand the context. First budget process I go into, EFF brings to my attention uh, about the exploitation of our people by the Tripartite Alliance, people working for 15, 20 years, uh, uh, labor brokers of cadres of the ANC. Mm. And I said, no, my goodness, when I saw this added, added uh, strategic, I got mad. And I said, no, this can't happen under my watch. We've got to correct it. We are going to get rid of this uh, this uh, labor brokers. Mm. But then I'm, no way I'm going to allow anyone to exploit our people in this uh, fashion. Now, uh, let me tell you on the other side. All of a sudden, you remember on the 1st of December 2016, um, during my 100 days, I made a commitment to expropriate uh, this abandoned hijack buildings, offer them to the private sector to build uh, houses for our people. When I raised this with the EFF, the EFF said, no, they supported me. He says, no, you can take them, but you must build. The, the city must build. And as you know what? It took me eight meetings, mm. eight recorded meetings, where I had to show the EFF to say, guys, <laughs> we don't have money. Here's the balance sheet of the mm. city of Johannesburg, mm. and house is not our competency. Mm. Look at the provincial government uh, uh, balance sheet. Look at the balance sheet of national government. We don't have the money. And look at where your support base is. Mm. Look at where your people are, are, are living. I said, you know, I said to them, let us exploit what you call mo white monopoly capital to build houses for people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get said, that, right? But it, it raises a very important question. And I know that I've got to share you with um, the rest of the media. So I'm going to speed up the discussion. So you're not going to get poked as much as we used to because I, I want to extract more information out of you so that the listeners of Times Live can have information about you when deciding whether to vote for you on Monday or not. Every party would like their candidates to get a 50 plus one legitimacy ticket so that they are unencumbered by the burdens and complexities of coalition politics. I don't have time to deep dive into your poll versus poor Palazzo's polls. Everyone claims that their individual polls are showing that they are good to go on Monday. So let's rather do scenario sketches. Assuming you don't get your wish, which would be an outright win, mm. and no one does, and you are forced to go into coalitions, you've just given excellent examples, looking back over your shoulder, of how your own back then party, Democratic Alliance, messed you up, 
how the EFF wasn't always predictive in how they would respond to particular matters. And those are excellent examples of how coalition partners can be really difficult to deal with. It's just the reality of coalition politics. What are your principles or any hard decisions that you have taken about how you will deal with the fact that coalition negotiations may well happen the morning after the results are finalized and sealed? Very good question uh, and uh, and real one that we need to face and not really shy away from. Look, I think uh, any politician who goes into politics to be on an opposition bench is uh, a failed politician. That means someone who's looking for work. We are the one to really govern because that's the only way I can make a difference to the lives of our people is when I'm in government, not on opposition benches. It's real that I think uh, for anyone to ignore the fact that uh, coalitions uh, are a reality in the South African landscape. But I want to really make something very, very clear, and I don't want someone to to misunderstand me and say we we did not really know about this. I will never go into a coalition with ANC. Not a chance. Uh, Over my dead body. Basically, that's how strong I feel. And the reason why I would not go into coalition with the ANC is because of the level of corruption uh, that uh, that they've uh, created, uh, which I believe they they need to really be prosecuted uh, for this. So for that reason, no ways that I will go into. Other parties like the DA at local, let's talk about local government because we are facing local government. Um, I will go uh, with all the other parties except the ANC including the EFF, um, because I've got experience with them. Because at local government level, I've just given an example that local government is not about ideology. It's about the reality, because uh, local government is at the core phase of service delivery. Mm. We put together, we've got uh, so much money to spend. We're saying, do we, if I've got five rents, yeah. do I cut grass in Centen, mm. or do I go and provide the toilets to people in Alexander who have not had toilets for 20 years? Mm. <laughs> You know, that's something I've got to then take to my coalition partners. Where do we spend this money? So so it's not about ideology. It's about saying, do we expropriate these properties? Do we give them to the private sector uh, or not? So it's not, uh, you know, ideological thing. But at national level, obviously, fast forward to 2024, there's no way I can go into a coalition with, with the EFF because I think our ideological difference is just too, too, too wide. I would not even want to, to entertain that. With the DA, honestly, I would really want to really have it in writing that uh, we commit to, to save all societies. We are not going to be a party that... Uh, says to, uh, to him and please um, don't take away our residents' money, go and give it to people who don't pay taxes and don't work. So I think I want to make it clear to him so that there's okay. no misunderstanding. I think I, I think that's fairly clear. I mean, there's the devil is in the detail, but you, you are usefully blunt on some aspects of that, which we need as voters so that we can know what we are in for beforehand. I'm going to in raise... Fact, can, I just come in? can I just come in? Of course you can. You'll- to, what I'm going to do, uh, and I commit uh, uh, as a political party, and I'm obviously saying this ahead of my speech tomorrow. We have our final uh, uh, event tomorrow. And one of the things that I'm committing to Action SA to do is that when we will wait until the elections, uh, and then once obviously the elections are, are, are announced in the six municipalities, we are going to then ask our supporters 
to tell us which parties uh, to uh, to uh, to go into coalition with. Mm. As long as the ANC, we make it clear, no ANC. You mentioned at the beginning of our discussion when I asked you for your value proposition for Johannesburg as mayoral candidate, you listed all the issues in terms of what you would get on with the morning after becoming mayor, if you were to become mayor again, skills audit, lifestyle audit, inner city rejuvenation, who'd be back on your agenda, etc. And And I think those are all laudable tasks to take on. Again, the detail will matter down the line, but as a headlining of priorities, it gives me a sense as a voter of what it is that keeps you awake at night. Can we talk about two or three other issues that have become massive issues around the country for residents of almost every municipality? Because I want to get a sense of your thinking for Johannesburg and how much you have thought about this already. Energy insecurity, um, Herman, is a big issue for the country. So much so that even though incumbent governments know they must pretend that the state is functioning in the week before an election, our crisis is so deep that the ANC government doesn't even have the ability to hide the energy crisis a week before the elections. What would you do for residents of Johannesburg to help us as Johannesburg residents navigate the consequences of energy insecurity as a result of ESCOM failure? Well, uh, really very difficult uh, scenario. And uh, I started engaging it when I was the, the mayor at the time. Um, just to remind you, Eusebius uh, uh, and, mm. and your listeners, uh, when I took over uh, government in August 2016, uh, in the budget that was uh, passed uh, in uh, uh, in May by Pakistan, there was 1.2 billion rands of subsidy from ESCOM uh, to subsidize um, the city of Johannesburg uh, to procure um, uh, some of uh, the electricity from Kelvin Power Station, which was more expensive than what ESCOM can. Are you aware, but I've communicated, it's just that obviously people decided to report on what they wanted to report about. Are you aware that uh, in, hardly six months into my administration, ESCOM withdrew that 1.2 billion rands? <laughs> that was part of obviously ANC's uh, uh, this, because my view was that let us rather really use uh, the subsidy to capacitate, ask the Kelvin power station, please get more uh, uh, investors because that uh, that uh, that um, that power station has got the capacity, but we need uh, private funding. Not government does not have the money. To we are, we are, we are saying as a city of Johannesburg, we have negotiations with them to say, can you guys increase your capacity to what level? And we can obviously give you guarantees that we'll buy uh, this as long as you can compete with uh, with ESCOM, with ESCOM or even be cheaper. And we wanted ESCOM in the short term to assist us like the way assisting the ANC government. Unfortunately, uh, I had to really leave uh, prematurely while the negotiations were, were still on. So one thing that we need to do, which is a national competency, we have to really push national government uh, this time around to really allow the private... But the difficulty uh, that you have, and maybe here's one point where in the seven minutes we have left, I do want to prod you here. You, <laughs> we, we, we've had a congenial uh, interaction, which is also okay because we need to get information and insight out of you. But... but you know, when I listened to a debate a couple of weeks ago with mayoral candidates for the city of Cape Town, the DA's candidate there, Jordan Hill Lewis, annoyed me as a as a voter because he kept putting 
the national government on trial, which is not entirely unfair, and he kept putting the district model proposed by cooperative governance and the general cooperative model of our constitutional architecture on trial by explaining its limitations in terms of what you can do as local government. Um, Funny enough, the DA's mayoral candidate for Johannesburg was far less um, interested when I interviewed her for this platform as well in putting on trial all of these theoretical governance models and just get on with the business of telling me what would you do. So I guess what I'm saying is, would you be reviving that scheme that was sabotaged by the ANC? Because we all know there are national competencies, but it's little comfort to someone living in a shack in Alex when the flash, flash floods come, the houses are swept away. It's little comfort to Reedy Clubby in Hyde Park, who keeps complaining about either electricity or water supply in that area that's insecure, that the main culprits may be sitting, for example, in Cape Town, or they might be sitting in in Tswane, for example, uh, if you know what I mean. So for better or worse, you would be my mayor, I'd be living here in Johannesburg, and I would want water to come out of the taps and I would want some intervention with ESCOM's nonsense to, to know that without arguing for a complete devolution of power and competencies, that at least Mayor Herben makes sure that um, we are, to some extent, immune to the incompetencies of national. Well, I think uh, no one would really fall to as a resident to expect that from your city. That's why I think uh, people tend to, actually, it's unfortunate that people fail to realize that uh, actual local government is actually the most important uh, uh, sector of, of government because this is at the core phase of 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 my life and your safety and everything else. So you can actually have a compromised municipal system because if you've got a compromised municipal system you know what you're not going to have electricity you're not going to have refuse collected you're not going to have public safety so you know for me that's why uh, uh, the ANC hates me so so much because um, you know what uh, uh, you see as you can ask uh, up to the premier and Cocktam MNC or even the ministers of ANC every time I had meetings with them I wanted meetings recorded Firstly, I wanted them to give me the, the agenda upfront so that I know what, what is it that we want to discuss. And when we start the discussion, we will have the meeting recorded and I'll let them know we are recording this meeting. And I'll always say to them, I said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is that we are recording this meeting. Is this the agenda or is there another agenda? Because I've got experience of having meetings with them. And then after the meeting, I can tell you before I get back into my office, they're already issuing a statement totally different to, to what. I mean, this is how dishonest these people are. That's when I then said, no, 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 I'm not going to work with these people like this. We have to really use the courts. I think if you look at uh, how they used to really treat me, taking, uh, withdrawing our housing uh, subsidies, you can imagine you get into government, new government, Hardly three months, they're already withdrawing uh, the housing subsidy that says, no, you're not performing. Mm. Uh, how ridiculous can that uh, really be? <laughs> that, 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 that reality is, uh, you know, I, I, would, yeah, I, would really, I would really be blamed for, for firing senior people who uh, had no idea what they were doing. People yeah. will tell me, 
I'm, I'm getting rid of, even some people in the media will accuse me of getting rid of experienced uh, politicians and public servants. Mm. What thieves? I'm not interested in experienced thieves. Um, mm. <laughs> I want real experience. <laughs> so what I'm saying is that the Kelvin Power Station and also encouraging uh, private power producers in, in our city is something for me is not negotiable because there's no way that I'm going to rely on the ANC government to, uh, to determine the fate of Johannesburg if I'm the mayor of the city of Johannesburg. Third last question, and we've only got three minutes left, otherwise your comms team will kill me. Um, so let's try and keep them pithy. The third last question that I have for you, Herman, is what is your official reaction if any, to the Constitutional Court finding that the manner in which some of the raids in the inner city had been undertaken were unconstitutional insofar as they violated both the rights to privacy and dignity of illegal immigrants. I think, uh, you know, uh, I've not actually even tried to really waste my time uh, to really uh, study the judgment because I believe in the the rule of law. But uh, Eusebius, you know yourself very well. The courts make decisions based on uh, the information presented to them. This uh, matter was taken by the ANC after I left with the MPA. And I'm sure you know the NPA is captured, and you, I'm sure you can understand Jeff Makuwe and the ANC government. I don't know what information they gave. <laughs> Honestly, I don't have an idea what they gave to the courts to make such a dis- determination. But what I can tell you is that there's not a single rate where we did not really have the permission of subs because you can't carry out a, 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 a rate like that as metropolis without having the mandate from subs. So the subs obviously make a determination to see if you've got a case and they, they, they accompany you they, uh, because they are the ones who ultimately have to really mm. make the arrest. Okay. So unfortunately, at this point in time, I don't know what uh, rubbish which was given to the courts to really make this determination. Well, I'll, tell you for, I'll tell you for free and your, your, you know, the, your advisors who must read the documents will, will add to it. I mean, if it's any consolation, despite the headlines, I think the judgment was less targeted at you as an individual than, than at the SAPs. For, for not actually having proper search warrants. But second last question, if ANC and E and DA does better than you, but neither of them get a majority, and you are in a kingmaker position, who for Action SA is the lesser evil, an ANC mayor or a DA mayor? No, over my dead body, I will I will uh, go into a coalition with the with the ANC. Uh, yeah, DA, I'm happy to, uh, to 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 have an arrangement, but I think we need to really have a, a written agreement in terms of how we're going to operate and run our coalition arrangement. And then finally, you are very competitive with yourself. Capitalist streak in you, I like it. It's part of your passion. You want to be mayor. If you don't become mayor, are you going to leave politics or are you going to be an ordinary councillor? I will never leave politics for as long as uh, this uh, case called ANC is still in government. So the sooner uh, I get rid of ANC, put them in the dustbins of our history, I will remain a politician. Fortunate enough, I can afford um, uh, to, to, to work as a, as, as a, as a councillor or one day as an MP. But 
with the determination. Uh, my, my purpose in life, my agenda here, it's it's just very clear. So you'd be it's happy to be, you, you'd be, you, you will stay on as counsel as a matter of fact. And I'll tell you why I ask, because here's what the whispering goes around some dinner tables. Herman's got great energies, he's a nice thorn in the side of these big parties that have too many patronage networks, all of them, EFF, DA and ANC. But the guy is also quite self-serving. I can't imagine him just being an ordinary ward councillor. If he's not mayor, he's probably going to run for the hills. That's the last thing in the world I will do for as long as we've got this case called the ANC in government. And the sooner I do that, the better so that I can go back into into into, into uh, business because the business world is, is a... People are on holiday. I think I've enjoyed 35 years of business as a young, started as a young man and I thought I was hardworking. I can tell you, I used to do 10,000 kilometers every single month. My car had to be serviced every month. And I thought I was hardworking and I was hardworking. But I can tell you, this is a totally different world. The sooner I can get rid of ANC before 1070 so that I can enjoy the the best, the, the balance of my life as a businessman, travel the world to go and do deals, make money. Because one thing to, that is in my DNA is that I'm a trader. I'm a born trader. I, lo- I love trading. I love to be in an environment where you, you make money, you sell something to to Eusebius that Eusebius likes and he pays you for it, you know, but you make Eusebius <laughs> Happy. I mean, honestly, sure. if you want, that is what I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Politics is not a filter for me. I don't enjoy it. But for as long as we've got ANC in government, I can commit people of this country. I will be there mm-hmm. until I die. Herman, all the best for your schedule for the rest of the day and for the next week as well. And I look forward to engaging you um, while the votes are being counted and also the implications of whatever permutations come out. Thanks for coming on Eusebius on Times Live. Thank you so much. Really appreciate the opportunity.